we're, we're moving, right? It's going to be right uh, next week, right back, preaching the word in a different spot, right? Amen. So, maybe I'll give you the whole load today, right? I'm still kind of booming here a little bit. Uh, or how many would like a short sermon today? <laughs> I've, 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 I've trained them well, Jay. I think my wife was the only one that clapped back there. She, that was Susan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Susan, you're in trouble. All right. See me? No. All right. Praise God. I'm glad that we can have fun in the house of God, aren't you? And still worship. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to preach today on uh, something that's kind of been in my heart the last couple of weeks. We've been preaching on moving and transition that how that God takes us through different seasons in our life and I mean oh God is constantly transitioning us and we looked the first week at Paul uh, his life somehow the, all the things that he went through last week we talked about the children of Israel uh, about to go in with Joshua to possess the promised land they had been wandering in the desert for 40 years and so I kind of am going back to that uh, a little bit today and we're going to go back actually during the time when they were transitioning from Egypt to uh, the promised land. So uh, anyway, the, the title of my sermon is, You Lead and I'll Follow. Let's say that together. You lead, I'll follow. Is it really that simple? Still just a little bit of something here. You lead, I'll follow. Man, that's... that's uh, that, that, that seems too simple, doesn't it? But we learn to trust God, don't we, in this journey? You know, some of us have been serving the Lord for 30, 40, 50 years, and it, it's a process, isn't it? It's a process learning to follow God. And yet, uh, boy, I've sure, I've sure learned some things, and I got the T-shirt and the knots on the head to prove it, right? Anybody ever tried it your way? And God had to come along, and man, just... No, no, that's not going to work, going to bring you back in line. So, again, uh, just thankful for this place, the 15 years of ministry here. Uh, you know, ministry, though, and you've heard me say this, can happen anywhere. Amen. In your home, your ball field, the, uh, the side of the road, uh, prison cells over in India, Mexico, wherever. So, again, I know the, Lord, the glory of God has been present here many many times as we said earlier and for that i am thankful and grateful amen so let's let's dive into this we're going to look at some folks that actually experience the glory of god i mean literally they could see it with their eyes every day when they woke up and even during the night if they peeked outside their tent they could see the glory of god so let's go to numbers chapter 9 verse number 15 All right, here we go. Now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, from evening until morning. It was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always, everybody say always, the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up, from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. And at the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. Pretty simple, right? As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, 
they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above their tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord, and they didn't journey. So it was when the cloud was above their tabernacle a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped. He's kind of repeating it here to make sure we get it, right? And according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning. When the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. Whether it was for two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped, and at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. How many got that? It was about three times, wasn't it? You, you move when the cloud moves, right? I could have said it in a lot less words, but I'm, I'm glad we, we, we you know, repeat three times here so we make sure we got it. So can you imagine this? And we have a kind of a picture here of this kind of that we Bev pulled up for us, but here's kind of what it looked like right there at nighttime. Wow. Wouldn't it be nice sometimes to, to know when to move and when not to move and have maybe a, you know, of course, can you imagine the neighbors? <laughs> They probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't like that too much, right? But anyway, God was more visible and manifested himself more in the Old Testament. We see that, uh, you know, many, many instances in the Word of God where he would come down visibly and they would see him. And he's still manifesting himself today, amen? But this, was, this made it pretty uh, simple for them. They moved when the cloud moved. And so I want to talk today about three things. Number one, God is still directing his people today we don't have the cloud or the fire but we have literally the holy spirit living on the inside of us how many have ever been directed by the holy spirit it's kind of that soft sometimes voice within us he prompts us i call it the promptings of the spirit i know many times even from the time i was you know 17 18 years old and gave my life to the lord I have uh, felt those promptings as I've journeyed on my journey through, through life. You know, and I say this today. This is kind of a news flash for everybody. God is concerned about where you're going. And believe it or not, he knows where you're going. Psalms 139 says he saw your whole life in a moment of time. Your whole life. In a, does that blow your mind, church? Yeah, he, he knows where you're going. You know. Uh, who was it that uh, Jonah, I guess it was, try, trying to flee from the presence of the Lord? Not going to happen. You know, in that same chapter, I think in 139 of Psalms, it says, If I go to the bottom of the ocean, you're there. If I send to the highest mountain, even there your presence is still pleading and talking to me. So newsflash, God is concerned where you're going, and he wants to go with you on the journey. Does he not? church he wants to go with you on the journey he wants to help you you know he can see things that you can't see we operate with this little peanut brain right <laughs> well not, not everybody has a peanut brain right just just uh, just a few but we operate many times in the in the yeah in the flesh 
But he can see things. Even Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you are not even aware of. Anybody ever had that happen? Something just happened in your life, and you were not expecting that. And, and, and those are, you know, uh, things that happen in our life like that. They can define us. They can rattle us. They can make us, you know, spiral downward. Or we can call on God, and God will be there for us to lift us up out of that muck and mire of the, word, of the world and of the, 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 the stuff going on in our life. Isaiah 43, verse 2 says this. When you pass through the waters... What? I will be with you. And through the rivers, they'll not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. Remember the three Hebrew boys? Man, he, was he in the fire with them? Yeah. You know, King looked in there and said, Man, I see three forms in there. But, whoa, there's another one. And it has the form of the Son of God right in the fire. Right in the midst of the pressures and the stresses and the things of life, God is with you. Anybody ever felt his presence in situations where everybody else was crumbling, amen? But you're standing strong because of God's mighty power working on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You know, and originally when we moved into this place, Jay had told me, I uh, said, it'd probably take me about a year maybe two to get the zoning changed on this so you got a couple of years but <laughs> 15 years later here we are you know sometimes it's good to stay in one place for a while I don't know that we had a cloud over this that defined all of that but apparently the cloud and the fire has moved right <laughs> down 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 the down the road if you know what I'm talking about but uh, thank God for the 15 years that he allowed us to be right here amen and I, I believe that we have built a good reputation in this neighborhood and I really want to believe now this might sound a little cocky but I believe all of this stuff that you see to the north has developed in here because of God's presence right here this church the favor of God amen you can say what you want to but I know the favor and the blessings of God rest upon those who are called by his name who are living their lives who are preaching the truth and again, somebody says, oh, that was just, it was destined to be, could be. But I, again, I'm a little partial. I want to believe the blessings of God abide on this church and on me. Everything I touch is blessed of God. I believe that with all my heart. So we've been here eight, uh, 15 years in this place. Now we started on Main Street. Uh, we weren't there very long, a couple of years, I think. Then we moved over to Mustang Road. Uh, and now here on Check Hall, and now going over to Reno. So every time we've moved, I've sensed the presence of God. You know, Israel, if you look at them, if you read in Numbers chapter 33, they moved 43 times. 43, everybody say 43. Now sometimes, you know, like this text says, they might have only been there a week. They looked out the tent, uh-oh, Cloud's moving. <laughs> Time to go. Maybe in the middle of the night. It even said sometimes they moved at night. Uh-oh, the cloud's moving. Time to, to go over here. So, you know, I look at a couple. I looked yesterday at a couple of places along. I, I'm not going to do all 43 of them for you, okay? But a couple of them. One of them was an oasis in the desert. Nice place, right? How many can see an oasis? 
Numbers chapter 33, verse number 9 says this. They moved from Marah and came to Elam. At Elam were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there. That's a beautiful place. How many like palm trees? Woo, hallelujah. I love going to, to Florida. Man, we go about every other year or so. I love seeing the palm trees swaying in the wind and the beach and the ocean. So that was a good encampment. Twelve springs. Maybe they had a, you know, a pool party down by one of the springs. I don't know, but very, very refreshing. And then we find in the very next verse, Numbers 33, 10, they moved to a seaside resort here. Then they moved from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. And again, man, near water. That was important, wasn't it? So again, very refreshing. But then about the third move here in this particular text, in, in verse number 11, it says they moved to the wilderness of sin. Whoa! They moved from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of sin. Now, it's not necessarily, you know, we, we think of sin as missing the mark, right? Sin. But it was really kind of a short word for Sinai, okay? So it might even be better pronounced wilderness of sign. I'm not sure on that. But I know that while they were there, uh, you know, they began to gripe and complain there because the food from Israel had run out. This is where God began to manifest his glory and feed them every day. They'd walk outside their tent every morning, and guess what? There's manna on the ground every morning and it was only good for how long one day some of them you know oh boy this is good i'm gonna save some for the uh, no no just good for one day but so anyway three different encampments here as they moved along you know uh now let's, let's circle the wagons here a little bit you know i'm i'm so thankful for god's direction still today he directed them with the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now he directs us, John 14, 15, 16 in your Bible, if you look at them and you have a red letter edition, Jesus is about to leave the earth and guess what he's doing? He's telling them some things, teaching them some things. He said, I'm fixing to leave, but the Holy Spirit is coming after me. He will, what? Guide you into all truth. He'll be there with you. He'll, he'll, he'll show you the way, just like the pillar of uh, fire and the cloud he'll be there he's living on the inside of you aren't you glad for the father the son and the holy spirit today we preach all three amen and and are uh, again blessed by all three thank you lord so number two today in the midst of god's directing there will always be some uncharted territory won't there anybody got the scars on that deal there will always be some things happen in your life that, quote, you didn't have planned on your agenda. You know, we, we sometimes think we have life all figured out, and then, bam, <laughs> something happens, right? And it's a little bit different. We weren't expecting that. We, we, you know, we've had people here today that have gone through di divorce. We've had uh, people that have gone through business loss. We've had people that have been addicted to drugs and, and alcohol. And some of these, you know, if we'd been written, writing the script for our life when we were, you know, 14, 15 years old, we wouldn't have written that in probably. But it happened, right? And here we are. What are we going to do about it? We're going to run back to God. Amen. We're going to repent and call up on Him and watch Him redirect our life in that uncharted territory that we didn't have planned. God is still there. Amen. 
God is still there in the midst of it. Hallelujah. You know, we, we sometimes think, well, if I can just get through this, if I can just get through that, life's going to be wonderful and, and good again. Well, you know, I guess that's okay to say that, but God is with you every day. He wants to be involved in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when things get rough, we'd see Israel complaining. And I think sometimes, we'd be honest, every one of us have done that. Anybody complain besides me? <laughs> All right, yeah. And you all know what I think about that, right? Complain and remain. <laughs> Praise and be raised. Remember that. Complain and remain. Praise and be raised. This praise work. Even in the midst of that flat tire on the side of the road, right? Oh, Lord, thank you that the car didn't turn over and wreck when I had the blowout, right? There's, there's a lot of good things to praise God for, and that's the man, I believe, that has the ear of God. In the midst of, uh, of all these unchartered things that are happening in our life, if we can still praise God, whoo, hallelujah, God, thank you that you've kept me in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the flood. It hasn't drowned me. It has not overflowed me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, we, we sometimes, though, you know, can get used to certain conditions. We can stay in a place so long, we can get used to certain conditions, can't we? You know, I think of the Israelites. You know, they, every morning the alarm clock will say went off at 5, eat some breakfast, head to the brick factory, make bricks all day, come home, eat supper, get some rest, repeat, <laughs> repeat, repeat. And, and some people, you know, can get used to a life like that. Just, you know, I, I call it kind of boring <laughs> type thing, right? Jesus came to, to give us joy, and it doesn't have to be, well, got to go to work today. Got to go to work. Gotta, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be that way, amen? There can be joy, and I'll never forget as a youth pastor back in the 70s, man, a movie that came out called The Music Box. Anybody ever see that? You probably have to be old like me to, to remember that. But it was about this guy, similar to that. He worked at a, a bottle manufacturing plant. And every day, it shows him getting up, just getting his clothes on, going to work. He gets there, conveyor belt, these gallon jugs are coming down through there, and all he does is... All day long. Put a lid on the top of the bottle. Well, one day, on the way home, he saw a box laying in the alleyway. And he picked it up and was looking at it and examining it. And all of a sudden, he opened it up and a choir of angels jumped out. Whoa, boy, singing praises and hallelujah to God. And all of a sudden, boy, you see him just kind of really, you know, in amazement at this. So he goes home. He, you know, kind of puts the lid back on, goes home and tries to act the same way that he did the day before in his, with his family. You know, just the same old, you know, going through the motions of life here. Well, before long, that joy from that music box, he'd, he'd get away from home and away from work, and that was his uh, prized possession. He'd open it up, and, man, the angels are going and praising. And before long, guess what happened? It got in his spirit, and it changed him. Amen? It changed him. All of a sudden, the, the joy on his countenance and Again, you know, there, there's some things that happen in our lives, you know, but some people get stuck. Can I say it that way? I actually 
have a sermon. I was looking the other day for that. Back in 2007 or 8, I preached a sermon called Stuck. You know, and, and there are a lot of people that get stuck in this thing called life. And, and they, you know, you can be in a bad condition for so long, you can become content with it. True? You can be in a situation for so long that it, it actually even can become part of your identity. And you've heard me say that before. It can become part of who you are. God wants you to break out of that. He wants breakthrough in your life. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for your life. And you'll never, ever be happy and content until you're walking in the will of God and His plan for your life. Does He love you? How many of you love your children? Amen. How many want good things for your children? Amen. God is the same way except times ten, right? He, God is love, and he wants good things for us. You know, I've got a news flash for someone here today. You may be stuck. You don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to stay that way. Amen. Call upon God. Hallelujah. He'll lead you out of that uh, gloom, despair, and agony on me, right? Praise God. He'll lift you up and change your life. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18 says this, and I love this scripture. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured transformed in other words into his very own image in every ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit is he changing us yes he should be amen if we're getting on the wheel and repenting and saying Lord I want to be your vessel. Get me to a place where I have no will of my own but your will. Amen. He will change you from one glory to another. That word transform comes from the word metamorpho. Are you with me? And that's transformation, supernatural power working on the inside of us. That's the Holy Spirit changing us. And, and the things that used to trip us up no longer do because we've been in the Word of God. We've been in our prayer time. We've been in our praise time and say, devil, it ain't happening today. You ain't getting my victory today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you transform us. You know, I wrote this down. We reflect what we behold. Hmm. Think about that. What are you looking at? I'm not missing. I mean, I'm not being mean today, right? But what, what are you beholding? What are you looking at? Whether you realize it or not, it's, it's, it's having an impact on your life. Some people keep looking at a computer screen too long, all day long, right? And then some people are all day long, right? Just about it seems that technology and and all of the social media and all the things that are going on in this world, I actually sometimes think it's a, it's a trick of the enemy to divert our focus. Amen. And during this season of Lent, some people practice Lent, some don't practice Lent. I think it's a good thing to sacrifice something 
and spend some time with the Lord during the 40 years of preparation moving up to that day of all days up from the grave he arose hallelujah okay I'll, I'll quit meddling and go back to preaching here hallelujah so yes there may be some uncharted territory but God's molding you he's shaping you and allow just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you out his leading I want to say this always ushers us into something new amen his leading always ushers us into something new we talked about that a couple of weeks ago you know some some of the things that we try to work with back here they don't work over here because he's leading us into something new he's the same God but sometimes the method change or our situations change and we have to be ready to listen to him and follow him point number three the destination is God we're gonna have some new scenery over at 11744 West Reno but our real destination is more of God and helping others get more of God is that the goal amen hallelujah there, there's no greater destination we can move towards in life than God himself we sometimes think we're pursuing this or that but really in the end all that matters is have you pursued God David was a man after God's own heart why because he kept pursuing after God did he mess up did he have failures over and over and over again we see you know the the turmoil and the trouble in his life but he constantly ran back to God read Psalms 51 if you don't believe it a cry of repentance Lord restore unto me the joy of your salvation amen renew a right spirit within me I don't want to walk out of fellowship with God do you I've gone too far I've got the t-shirt I want to stay in his will and in his presence hallelujah our mission here at the house is to know him I'll make it simple know him make him known and we say that together know him and make him known one more time know him and make him known we want the world to know Jesus Christ James chapter 4 verse 8 says draw near to me or come close this version says come close to God and God will come close to you Wow is that true you get close to God he's right there he's loving on you hugging you bringing you right in hallelujah you remember the cloud as the people are moving towards it they were really moving towards God because the cloud was what a symbol of God's presence there with them we don't have the cloud we don't have the pillar of fire today but we have him right here living in our hearts don't we praise God we we uh, you know they, they were on a journey to new things they needed God we each day are on a journey aren't we one of these days our life will be run or the rapture of the church will take place and we'll be out of here but until then my destination I'm still heading towards God I'm gonna brother John I'm gonna keep heading towards God hallelujah I've found that life is better in Christ amen in Christ life is so much better Matthew chapter 6 33 and I'm, I'm bringing the airplane in for the landing all right seek first 
this kind of has a different version. Here's the Amplified. How many know what the Amplified version does? It amplifies, okay. Goes, <laughs> it goes back to the original language, the Hebrew or the, or the Greek, and amplifies it. So, But seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Where should God be on my priority list? Everybody hold up this. Number Number one, uno. There you go. I like it, Corey. Number one, uno. Hallelujah. You know, everything in your life is completing for top priority, isn't it? Family, uh, jobs, uh, a lot of different things. But I found in my own life, this scripture right here backs it up. If I put God in the top place of my life, all these other things... They will come right in line, won't they? And God will bless it and honor it. Hallelujah. So we must choose, church, to place him in the highest place and in the highest spot in our life. Let him lead. Let him lead. Amen. What's the title of this sermon? You lead, I'll follow. Let's say it again. You lead, I'll follow. One more time. You lead, and I'll follow. Let's stand up together. As we, hallelujah, close out this service today, I hope we've shared something with you that has challenged you in your spirit. Hallelujah. God, I just thank you and I praise you for your presence here today in this sanctuary, Lord. I have shared from my heart what you've put in my spirit, Lord. I sought you this past week. This is where you directed me in the scriptures, Lord. I've done my part. And now, Holy Spirit, it's your time. It's your time to move on the hearts of men and women, young boys and girls here today. Holy Spirit, just have your way in these closing moments, Lord. We must, as the message has just said, allow you to lead us. It's a message that should never, ever grow old, whether we preached it when we were 17 years old or 67 years old. Trust God. Give him our lives. Allow him to move and work and operate in our lives, Lord. I thank you that you breathed into every one of us the breath of life. We became a living soul. The miracle of, of birth, Lord. And all you've wanted for every one of us is good things. Over and over again. You said no good thing will you withhold from those that walk uprightly. Thank you for the good things, Lord God, that you have planned in our lives. We must quit trying to do it ourselves give you complete control we surrender our lives and our dreams and our hopes to you Lord we look away from the things of this world and we turn our eyes upon you Lord we seek your direction your counsel, your wisdom Lord, and you lead us in the way that you would have us to go hallelujah if you're here today by an upraised hand and you'd say 
I'd like to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I've been trying to live my own life and do things the way I want to. And today I want to turn my life over to Jesus Christ. If that's you, would you simply raise your hand today? I want to pray with you in this closing. Is there anyone here today? Maybe you've never found Jesus as Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Or maybe you once knew him as a young person and you've slipped and fallen. There's been some things happened in your life, some of that unchartered territory that we were talking about. And you say, I want to turn back to God. I want God to be Lord of my life. I want to follow him with everything with him. Anybody here today, slip your hand up today. I, I want to follow God. I want him to be Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords of my life. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That you lead us and you guide us. Maybe here today you'd say by an upraised hand, I'm I've been trying to do some of my own leading and I am ready for the Holy Spirit to lead me. If that's you, raise your hand today. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. I've got some decisions perhaps that I'm making. There's some things in my life. Anybody else? I see some over here. Anyone else? I, I want the Holy Spirit guiding His leading presence in my life. Life is too short to not allow Him to lead us and guide us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray over these today that have raised their hands. Some of them are facing some decisions. There's even someone here today, Lord, that has even begun to question you and your power to, to help in a situation. God, and I pray this message today has stirred their spirit, Lord. That spirit man has come alive. The enemy wants to try to shut down and stop that inner voice of the Holy Spirit but today is breakthrough for them in the name of Jesus they're going to begin to hear what the Spirit says unto them they're going to listen with attentive ears Lord I, I speak it over them right now in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit reveal yourself in such a way they will never ever doubt or question you thank you Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you in our lives each day. We depend upon you. We cease from our struggles and we turn our lives completely over to you. We need you. Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me. Thank you, Lord. I've never, I've never gotten over getting saved. A young man, 17 years old, little country church, Hollis, Oklahoma. Jesus revealed himself to me in such a way that I've never doubted or questioned his existence. Have I always followed the cloud and the fire 
no, I've, I've ventured off the course. He's so lovingly. He's always got me back on track. He's a good, good father, isn't he? He's a good, good father. I want us to sing this song that Sheila's been playing. It's the last song, I guess, perhaps, that we'll sing here, and we probably sung it 15 years ago. It's an old song. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let's sing it this morning. only let it ring. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this service today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. Lord, we focus on you. We lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, Lord, we acknowledge you. You direct our paths. Praise God. I'm going to ask Terry Harris to come up here just for a moment. And I want to bless this new church that's going to be moving in here, Pathway Church. And I also want to bless Canadian Hills Church of the Nazarene that has lovingly opened their arms to us and give us one end of their facility there. And Terry and Pam have been meeting for several months now, every Wednesday here at 5, and praying for you. 
praying for this church and some of you have joined them but Terry just an honor today to have you pray this closing prayer today gracious Holy Spirit thank you for your presence here not only among us but in us we're in awe of you today and we we came and chose this day to come and worship you and we're just so thankful for the many blessings you've bestowed upon us we just want to pause and say thank you that you're so good we don't deserve the goodness that you've shed abroad in our hearts but you're just so good you continue to bless us we ask you, Lord, to bless Pathway Church that's moving into this building. May they experience wonderful appearances of your precious Holy Spirit, changing lives, touching people, bringing people into the kingdom. And we pray and thank you for the Nazarene Church right up here on Reno that's let us so graciously come and lease one of their buildings. We're so thankful, Lord. Bless them. Bless them. We pray that revival breaks out in all of Yukon. Not just this church, but the Nazarene Church, the Mennonite Church, hallelujah, Pathway Church, all churches in Yukon. We pray for revival. Because, Lord, if ever the earth needed to know you, now's that time. We wait for you, Lord, to show yourself strong. And we thank you for the many blessings. In Jesus' name, as we go, teach us to be led by your precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Keep us from harm. Keep us from being used by the enemy. But that we may bring others to Jesus. Hallelujah. That we may gather and not scatter. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.